Welcome back to the School Road Sports Lane Frank podcast. I'm the host of this podcast, Lane Frank. We are now in episode number eight. We are eight episodes through, and the Dodgers are your 2020 World Series champions. What a series that was over the Rays. I mean, so the Dodgers are your World Series champions, but that wasn't it. The Big Ten, what a week it was in the Big Ten. Indiana upset Penn State, just like I said they would. The NFL's action packed. Cam Newman might be losing his job. And stay tuned for Square Sports with Lane Frank. Start off episode eight with our headlines in the NBA. Not much news, but they did say that there could be a 72 game season ending right before the Olympics and it could start right before Christmas. That'd be great if the NBA started early. I doubt that will happen. They said maybe that definitely wouldn't happen before December 30th. So they thought maybe February, late January. But with this schedule, they would probably have to skip All Star weekend, which would suck. But I mean, I'd rather have an, M- an NBA season of 72 games. That's the news in the NBA. In the NFL, Cam Newton's job is in jeopardy, definitely. Besides that Seattle game against the Seahawks, Cam Newton has not looked good at all. I mean, they have been really bad this season since that game. Seattle is probably one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Them and the Cowboys, we'll definitely talk about them later. But, I mean, Cam Newton, I think his job may be in jeopardy. Jared Stidham, he's a pretty good quarterback. And I think maybe he could get them a couple wins, but Cam Newton or even admit that his job was in jeopardy. And Andy Dalton, he might be replaced with Ben DiNucci. He got really hurt. In that, on that Washington game against Washington, they got blown out. I think maybe he wouldn't have even been benched in that game if he didn't get hurt. But Cowboys fans, get excited for Ben DiNucci. Wait, who's Ben DiNucci again? Yeah, nobody knows who Ben DiNucci is. Cowboys fans, I mean, I'd be really worried about the quarterback position right now. But now, let's get into some of the games of the week. The Cardinals game was great. I predicted that they would beat the Seattle Seahawks in a thriller. That's exactly what it was. Kyler Murray's looking like an MVP contender. Russell Wilson had a really good game. He threw a couple picks, costly picks, especially that one in overtime, especially the one to Buda Baker. But, I mean, what a play DK Metcalf had to chase down a Buda Baker at the end of that play at the, like, the one-yard line. But Russell Wilson had some costly picks. He had some really great touchdowns. Tyler Lockett, what a game he had. But it was in a thriller. The Cardinals won off a of game wings and Gonzalez field goal. Odell. This is probably the saddest news in the NFL this week. Odell has torn his ACL. It is Baker Mayfield's fault, unfortunately. He did throw an interception, which Odell was trying to tackle the guy off the interception, tackle the defender who called the interception, and he tore his ACL while doing it. So I'm not going to put fully on Baker Mayfield. How could he have known that his star wide receiver would have torn his ACL on his interception? But, man, Odell, he tore his ACL. He's out for the rest of the season. And maybe there's some trade possibilities. Maybe we'll talk about some trade possibilities for him later in the episode. But... Ezekiel Elliott, I mean, he's not good this season. When an undrafted rookie is ahead of you in rushing yards, the undrafted rookie in the last pick in the first round ahead of you, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, James Armstead are both ahead of you in rushing yards, and you're supposed to be maybe the best running back in the NFL, that's not good. And he basically just sucks without Dak Prescott. Ezekiel Elliott is not having a good season at all, especially without Dak Prescott. He wasn't even having that great of a season with Dak Prescott. So Ezekiel Elliott, I don't think he's worth his contract. Ezekiel Elliott just having a really bad year this year. I mean, so Steelers, they are undefeated. They're the last undefeated team in the NFL, and that is great to hear. If you're a Steelers fan, Ben Roethlisberger, he threw a pick late in the game, triple coverage. I mean, it could have cost them in the game. Luckily, it didn't. The Titans kept on driving down the field that drive, but Steven Gunkowski did end up missing the game-winning field goal. And the Steelers are the last undefeated NFL team. It was 5-0 versus 5-0 matchup, Titans versus Steelers, which was supposed to be earlier in the year, but the Titans obviously had that COVID outbreak, so they had to push her back to this week. 
And the Seahawks were at the time the other remaining undefeated team, but they obviously lost the Cardinals to the Steelers, the last undefeated team in the NFL at 6-0. Now, college football. Michigan versus Minnesota. What a game that was. It was a great game. Michigan just absolutely blew out Minnesota out of the water. They sink the boat. That's uh, row the boat. It's basically Minnesota's slogan. So Michigan basically sink the boat. What a game it was for both sides of the ball. Michigan's offense looking like the best offense Harbaugh's ever had in Michigan. But it wasn't all smiles in the Big Ten. Graham Mertz, he had a really good game on Friday night. He was almost perfect. Uh, 20 of 21. What a game he had. But the sad news is he tested positive and their backup tested positive, and their starter before the season broke his foot, so they'll have to turn to their fourth stringer. Yeah, that's not good at all. The Penn State got upset by Indiana. Yeah, Indiana upset Penn State on a questionable two-point conversion. I think he got it. I think it was too tough a call to overturn, but, I mean, Indiana upset Penn State, and they're ranked number 17 in the country now. Indiana's, I mean, Penn State is ranked number 18 now, so Indiana, what an upset that was over Penn State. Tom Allen, their head coach, signature win. His biggest career win at Indiana. And now in the MLB, the Dodgers have won the World Series. Yes, the Dodgers have won the World Series. It was a great series, but the Dodgers are your 2020 World Series champions. And that's about it for the headlines this week. Let's hop right into the NFL. Squared Sports Game Day. All of my picks. Last week, I was 7-2. That's the best I've done. It was some head-scratching picks, the one I missed. I said the Patriots would blow out the 49ers. That was a terrible pick. I said the Titans would beat the Steelers. I mean, I did not know why I picked the Titans to beat the Steelers. But this week, we're going to get that perfect record. First game on Thursday Night Football, Falcons-Panthers. This could possibly be a tie. I'm not going to say a tie. I'm going to say Carolina in a close one. Patriots-Bills. I think the Bills blow the Patriots out of the water. I mean, it could go either way. The Bills had a really rough game against the Jets. They only won by eight points. It wasn't a great game for the offense. But, I mean, Patriots-Bills, the Patriots are also struggling. I think the Bills get the upper hand in this matchup, and they win. Raiders-Browns. Browns, they ride the hog game they had last week. Donovan Peoples-Jones had a game-winning touchdown. He basically had his first catch of his career in that game, and one of his first catches of his career was a touchdown to win the game. But I think the Browns ride the hot hand and get a win over the Raiders. Colts-Lions. The Colts, but close. This is a really close game. I think Matthew Stafford will have a great game. It's in Detroit. It'll be close, but I think the Colts win. Vikings-Packers. Packers, but not a blowout. Packers close. Vikings coming off a of bye week. Dalvin Cook will be back, I expect him to be. And Kirk Cousins will have a pretty good game against that poor Packers secondary, but I do think the Packers come away in this one. Jets-Chiefs. The Jets win big. Wait, the Jets are 0-7, the Chiefs are 6-1? Yeah, the Chiefs are probably the best team in the NFL, and the Jets are by far maybe even the worst team in NFL history. The Chiefs win this one, I'll say 100 to nothing, basically. Rams-Dolphins, it's Tua's debut, but Rams close 31-27. to I think Tua will struggle at points. He'll have a really good uh, play. I think maybe he'll have a signature play, like a 60-yard throw, but I do think the Rams come away in this one. Steelers-Ravens, Lamar gets shut down early, but I do think... That they come away in this one over the Steelers and the Ra- Ravens to snap the Steelers' undefeated streak, and they will no longer be undefeated. The Steelers in overtime, 31 to 27. Give me the Ravens. Saints Bears, Saints close. So give me the Saints in this matchup. The Bears' offense is looking like one of the worst offenses in the NFL. Heck, even the Jets' offense may even be better than the Bears' offense. You could expect Mitchell Trubisky to get some snaps in this game, but I think the Saints win this one big. Pillow fight of the week. Cowboys-Eagles, this is basically the pillow fight of the week. The NFC East marquee matchup. I think that this game will be 2 to nothing Eagles. 
All right, not actually. Probably, I'll say 17 to 10 Eagles. But, I mean, these teams are terrible. Eagles, I don't think they're a good team at all. They barely even beat the Giants. The Cowboys looking like one of the worst teams in the NFL this year. Their defense is actually terrible. And, I mean, the only thing the Cowboys defensive coordinator could stop was the hot sauce getting into his eye in the press conference. I mean, he got hot sauce in his eye during his press conference, and that defense is absolutely horrible. I think the Eagles win this one, but close. Bucks giants Monday Night Football. You know, the Giants could have a chance in this one. I don't think that chance will happen. I think the Buccaneers blow them out of the water. 38-17, to Buccaneers. Tom Brady looking like an MVP. Tom Brady with all those pieces he had. A lot of people said Tom Brady was washed his last year in New England. Yeah, it's because he had no pieces. Julian Allen wasn't playing at the top of his game. He didn't have any pieces. They literally have the best pieces in the NFL now. The uh, the Buccaneers, they have A.B. when he comes back in Week 8 from suspension. Gronk, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, everybody. They have so many elite talents. Cameron Bray, anybody. So I think that the Bucs win this one big, and the Bucs are one of the best teams in the NFL. That's about it for Squared Sports Game Day. Leave your picks in the comment section. Now, let's move to our top five. Today's top five is my top five college football teams right now. We're going to put the Big Ten in this week. Last time we did this, the Big Ten teams were not included. One Big Ten team will be included this week. It's kind of easy to guess, but let's get into it. At number five, I think Oklahoma State is the fifth best team in college football. They're ranked number six. But I just, I mean, I think they're a really complete team. Their quarterback, he's good. But I think Oklahoma State, they don't have enough to make it the playoff, but they can get right outside of the playoff at number five. Number four, Notre Dame. I have to put Notre Dame here. I thought they would lose to Pittsburgh last week. They absolutely blew Pittsburgh out of the water. Notre Dame looking like a really good team this year in the ACC. And if they make the ACC championship game against Clemson, that would be a heck of a game. I mean, it could be even be game of the year. So it would be a close game. But I think Notre Dame is the fourth best team in college football right now. Number three, Alabama. The reason I'm moving them down from two to three is the worst news. Jalen Waddle. Obviously, he broke his ankle on the opening kickoff in that game. He'll be out for the rest of the season. He's basically Mac Jones' main wide receiver. And Mac Jones, he's a great college quarterback. I don't think he'll be a good NFL quarterback. He literally has the best wide receiver in all of college football. He's the best threats, so, I mean, on offense. I think he just throws the ball to them. It's pretty easy to get the ball to those receivers. I don't think he's a game changer. I think he's a game manager, not a game changer. But it will work in college as, since he has all those pieces. But I do think Alabama is the third best team in college football. Now, number two. And I'm moving them down from number one last time we did this. I put Clemson at number one last time we did this. I'm putting Clemson at two now. Trevor Lawrence, great NFL quarterback. And he's a pretty good college quarterback. He's an amazing college quarterback, but he'll be an even better NFL quarterback. And here's why. I mean, he'll get a better, he'll get a coach that just surrounds him in the NFL. Maybe he'll have a target on his back in the NFL, but I think he'll have a better career in the NFL because in college, you basically need to be explosive. You need to be mobile, like Justin Fields and people like that. Lamar Jackson, that's what they want to win the Heisman. But in the NFL, you have to be like a Tom Brady. Be a, I mean, he's not a pocket passer, really, Trevor Lawrence. He can be mobile. He's a bit balanced. But Trevor Lawrence and the Clemson Tigers, I think they're the second-best team in college football. Number one, I said that there would be a big team in here, and it pains me to say it, Ohio State is the best team in college football. I mean, Justin Fields, he had a great game last week. He only had one incompletion. It was a drop touchdown in the end zone, so he was basically perfect. They got off to a slow start on defense against Nebraska. They gave up a couple points. They absolutely took off in the second half. So Ohio State is easily the best team in college football. Those threats they have, I mean, they get one play, they click, they take off. They're easily the best team in college football. That's about it for my top five teams in college football. That's about it for top five. Leave your top five teams in, uh, in college football in the comment section. Now, did you know? 
today's Did You Know is it's about baseball. Did you know that there are only 18 minutes of action in a baseball game? This is why a lot of people don't watch baseball. A lot of NBA fans don't watch baseball because they think it's too boring. I mean, it kind of is a little bit, but it's fun to watch. 18 minutes of action. Nobody wants to sit two or three hour game just for 18 minutes of action. Baseball is exciting to watch, but that, I mean, only 18 minutes of action. That's absolutely crazy. Uh, that's about for Did You Know this week. Did you know that there are only 18 minutes of action in a baseball game? Leave that in the comment section, but I do not think you did. This is absolutely crazy that there are only 18 minutes of action in a baseball game. Let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Maybe the worst team in the NFL, definitely the worst defense in the NFL, but there are a lot of bad things. Jerry Jones said Mike McCarthy's his guy, that he won't fire him. Mike McCarthy was a terrible hiring. There's no flash from Mike McCarthy. The Cowboys are all about flash. He's a conservative coach. He doesn't know how to use Zeke. He doesn't know how to use Dak Prescott. He definitely didn't know how to use Andy Dolan. Andy Dolan is having a terrible season. And with that injury, I mean, nobody, none of his teammates even cared. None of his teammates picked him up after he got hit, basically his head blown off. I mean, granted, his whole offensive line was basically out except for one guy, Connor McGovern. And that's kind of why the offensive line was terrible. But this is definitely one of the worst teams in the NFL. Mike McCarthy was absolutely horrible hiring. Aaron Rodgers even said he didn't even like Mike McCarthy when he was his head coach. So, I mean, also, the Dak effect. The Dak-Prescott effect. Ezekiel Elliott did better when they had Dak Prescott. The offense obviously did better when they had Dak Prescott. The defense maybe did a little bit better with Dak Prescott. So, I mean, it's basically it's statistically proven that Dak Prescott is, I mean, the Cowboys are better with Dak Prescott. I mean, so they have Ben DiNucci as the quarterback Hal now, and I'm so excited to watch Ben DiNucci. Who the hell is Ben DiNucci? Nobody knows who Ben DiNucci is. He's a, I mean, he's, he basically went to the Clemson of FCS football and won a national championship there, but I don't know. I, I mean, they should probably uh, sign a quarterback for agency, but then, then he has to learn the playbook and everything. Ben DiNucci, he could be the starter next week. Andy Dolan is absolutely horrible. I think the Cowboys, what they thought they were getting with Andy Dalton was, you know, they could bench Dak Prescott in the middle of the season, like how the Titans last year benched Marcus Mariota for Ryan Tannehill, and Ryan Tannehill led them to the AFC Conference Championship game. I don't think Andy Dalton's going to lead you to any conference championship game. I mean, with that division, maybe he could lead you to the playoffs because you could get two wins and basically make the playoffs in that division. That, the NFC East is easily the worst division of all time right now. So I think that the Eagles could win six games, go 6-9-1 and one, and make the playoffs and have home field advantage just because they won the division they get home field advantage. That is absolutely mind-boggling. So, I mean, the Cowboys, they're a wreck of a franchise right now. They need to fix it up. I don't know what it has to be. Jerry Jones will never, ever sell a team. Maybe step down as a general manager, give it to somebody, hire somebody, better executives. So the Cowboys, the front office is a mess. Their offense is a mess. Their defense is a mess. Everything is a mess with the Cowboys. Ben DiNucci, he'll be the starter, I think, this week. We'll just have to see how it all goes. I mean, they don't stick up for their teammates like Andy Dalton when he got his hand blowed off. They didn't care. Their coach is horrible. Their running back, Ezekiel Elliott, who they pay a lot a year, is doing absolutely nothing right now. Cowboys as a franchise are a complete mess right now, and we'll see if they can fix it, but I don't think they will. Now, my MVP of the week, my least valuable of the week. My MVP of the week is Tom Brady. You can put Kyler Murray here, but I'm not going to. I'm going to put Tom Brady. Five passing touchdowns. They're looking like one of the best teams in the NFL. They have probably the best defense in the NFL. The offense is starting to click now. Gronk is starting to click. Everybody on the offense is starting to click. Mike Evans didn't really have a good game. He had a, I mean, because they have so many threats. Um, the AB signing, it's not head scratching. He's an amazing player. Antonio Brown, when he's, I mean, when he's focused and stuff. But 
We'll have to see Chris Godwin. His targets will go down. He's out for next week, but this week. So Mike Evans, maybe he can get clicking a little bit. But this offense with Gronk is starting to click. Tom Brady and Gronk are connecting on their passes now. Gronk's had a touchdown in the past two games. So the Buccaneers are looking like the best team in the NFL. And Tom Brady is the MVP this week. Now, least valuable of the week. Odell Beckham Jr. is the least valuable of the week. He tore his ACL. He'll be out for the rest of the season. I mean... Maybe he could be MVP of the week in his mind. Maybe he wanted to get out of Cleveland and Cleveland will trade him this offseason because they couldn't get anything else out of him this season. I mean, I think Odell will definitely get traded this offseason, if, I mean, if not even at the trade deadline. So Odell, he's definitely a loser this week out for the rest of the season. I know he wants to play. I know it's not really Baker Mayfield's fault, even though it kind of is off the interception. Kind of ran to his teammate, but Odell's definitely the loser of the week, and Tom Brady is definitely the winner of the week. He's definitely MVP of the week. Leave your MVP in the comment section. Now, let's go to our college football showcase. But before we pick the game of the week, which is Ohio State-Penn State, let's predict the winners in every Power 5 conference. The ACC, this could be the best conference in college football. It might be the best conference in golf college football right now. Notre Dame, Virginia Tech, they lost this week. Wake Forest, Miami, Clemson, but I think Clemson does win this conference. They do win the ACC for how many straight years it's been. They win the ACC, it seems like, every year. And they, I do expect them to make the playoffs this year, but they win the ACC. Now, the Big 12. Kansas State... Right now, it's at the top of it because the only loss is Arkansas State, a non-conference opponent. So that right now, they're at the top. Oklahoma State, they're number two. They haven't lost in the conference yet. Oklahoma State, I think they win the Big 12. Oklahoma, they're kind of out of it. They're two losses to a Big 12 team. Same with Texas. So I think Oklahoma State wins the Big 12 this year. And Kansas State, they'll lose a couple games down the line, which will bring them out of first place. And Oklahoma State will gain first place. And Oklahoma State will win the Big 12 this year. Pac-12. We haven't really seen the Pac-12 this year, but I do think they win. I mean, I, think, I do think USC wins this conference. Keen Slovis, that quarterback, I think they win this conference. Not Oregon, not Stanford, not any of those teams. USC wins the Pac-12. Now with SEC, Alabama wins the conference, and A&M comes really close in second. They can't make the conference championship game since they're in the same division, Bama and A&M, but I think A&M will come in second in the SEC West. Just because they lost to Alabama, you can't put them above it. But I think A&M wins out for the rest of the season. Alabama won't lose for the rest of the season. But I do think Alabama wins the SEC this year. Now let's get into our news in college football. Texas versus Oklahoma State. This could be a close game. Texas close, so don't, um, Oklahoma State, they definitely have a chance to blow Texas out. But Texas will come a little close in this game. I'll say 28-24. Michigan, MSU. Michigan will blow out MSU. I don't even want to talk that much about this game. MSU is looking like the worst team in the Big Ten. They lost to Rutgers. Rutgers, if you lose to Rutgers, that's absolutely horrible. So Michigan will destroy Michigan State this week. And my lock pick of the week, this is my lock upset pick, Memphis will upset Cincinnati. Yes, Memphis will upset Cincinnati. I think they're number eight or number nine, number seven, something we're in that range right now, Cincinnati. Memphis Will upset Cincinnati. I like that power offense of uh, Memphis with Brady White at quarterback. I like the Memphis offense a lot. I think they do win against Cincinnati. Desmond Ritter and Cincinnati's quarterback is a really bad game. So I do think Memphis wins this game in my lock upset pick of the week. Now, another game that could be upset. Rutgers will upset Indiana. Yeah, Rutgers will upset Indiana. Indiana, number 17 team in the country right now after being number 8 Penn State last week. I think Rutgers does beat Indiana this week in a major upset. This is a big upset. Rutgers, I mean, I may be overreacting a little bit, but, I mean, they beat Michigan State. That was pretty interesting to me that they beat Michigan State and not think they would. I thought they would get blown out of the water. 
and they were really competitive throughout the whole game, and they kind of won by a lot. So Rutgers will upset Indiana. Indiana didn't look like that. I mean, they looked like it, they just got kind of lucky in that game against Penn State, really. I mean, Michael Penix Jr., their quarterback, he didn't have that great of a game up until the late fourth quarter overtime. So I do think that Rutgers will upset Indiana. But now, the game of the week. Ohio State, Penn State. No fans for Penn State this year. They can't do a whiteout game at night. So I think Ohio State, that would have been basically the only thing that could have helped Penn State maybe even come close in this game. Ohio State gets a lot of pressure on Sean Clever in this game. It's a blowout, 54 to 17, Ohio State wins big. They're looking like um, the best team in all of college football. I said they were the best team in all of college football. Penn State not looking like a great team this year. It's the worst season since 2015. So Penn State is going to have a pretty bad season this year, and they're going to get blown out of the water by Ohio State 54-17. to Leave your game prediction in the comment section, but that's about it for College Football Showcase this week. Now, let's talk about some Odell trade possibilities because I do think the Browns will trade him. But the Browns, don't get upset. You're not out of the playoff race. You're actually 5-2, which is amazing. Basically, you have to win four or five more games. But here are some players that maybe have to step up. I think Dalvin Peoples-Jones, he will step up to the occasion like we saw he did with the game-winning touchdown, the toe-tap touchdown again, um, to win the game against the Bengals. I think he's the main guy when he's to step up. He'll fill that wide receiver spot. Jarvis will move into the number one. He'll move in to the starting lineup, probably Dalvin Peoples-Jones. So... But now, some Odell trade possibilities. I think they will trade him. And these are some teams that could maybe possibly reach out and try and trade for him. Maybe short list of teams, but let's get into it. Green Bay. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers definitely wants to have Odell on his team. Another threat besides Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, looking like one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. I mean, he had a great game last week against the Texans. What a game he had. But I do think that Green Bay will want to trade for Odell. I think they'll have to give up maybe two first-round picks. But for a superstar like Odell, maybe they could help him develop. Green Bay's a team, Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to give you anything for free. He's not going to let you confront him if you say, oh, give me the ball more. No, he's just going to, if you're open, he's going to throw it to you. So Odell, I think maybe he'll want to go to Green Bay, and Aaron Rodgers will want Odell in Green Bay. Kansas City, if you don't think Patrick Mahomes wants Odell on his team to have another threat next to Tyreek Hill, he does definitely. I think Odell will want to go to Kansas City. This is probably the least likely to happen, but he could. Dolphins, they don't really need him. They have Albert Wilson, Devontae Parker, but just the flash in Miami, he'll want to go there. And the Dolphins will obviously want to have him with Tua. They'll go after a big-time wide receiver like him, Julio Jones, someone. So I think Odell will definitely want to go to Dolphins, and Dolphins will maybe want to make a push for him. Now the last team on this list, the Eagles. It's more of the Eagles wanting him and Odell wanting to go to the Eagles. But maybe he'll want to beat up on the Giants in that same division. Maybe he'll want to live in Philadelphia. But I think the Eagles, they they need another wide receiver. They should have probably gone after DeAndre Hopkins, maybe gave up a first-round pick for him. All they really had to give up was probably like a second-round pick because that's what the Cardinals gave up for DeAndre Hopkins. Bill O'Brien, probably the worst GM and coach of all time. But I think that Eagles will definitely want to have him, and they could probably get him for two first-round picks, if maybe a little bit more, maybe some players. But I think Odell will not want to go to Philadelphia, but the Philadelphia want him, and it could definitely happen. This is probably the most likely to happen on all of these teams, but I think Odell would definitely get traded this offseason. Leave in the comment section if you think Odell will get traded, but I've made a short list of teams that I think he will get traded to. Now, the NBA said that they want to start the season right before December 25th. That could happen. I don't think many players will want to do that. Obviously, LeBron probably won't be at full strength because he 
battle it out until the end of October. KD, he'll be ready because he didn't go to the bubble. Kyrie, he'll be ready because he didn't go to the bubble. But, I mean, some I mean, that's basically a pro, but obviously having no All-Star weekend, that's a break for most players. But I don't know. I don't think it's a good idea at all for the NBA to start this early, then ending right before the Olympics. Nobody's going to want – no NBA players are really going to want to do the Olympics this year, I mean, especially with LeBron because – they missed all last summer. Their family's in the bubble. Now they want to travel across all the world, not in a bubble. So, I mean, I don't think they want to do that. I don't think anybody will want to do the Olympics. But the NBA, they could come back before Christmas. I think more a realistic start date could be maybe January 20th, something around that date. But the NBA, I think it's a really bad idea if they start before Christmas. We'll just have to wait and see. I don't think they will do that. LeBron, he'll be off. Everybody will be off. LeBron might not even want to play a month before Christmas. We'll just have to wait and see. But... I think this is a terrible idea the NBA do it. Leave in the comment section if you think it's a good idea for the NBA to start right before Christmas. Now, we didn't do a segment last week, but we're going to do now my favorite five. Today's my favorite five is my favorite five teams. And at number five, they're an NHL team, the Islanders. You know, I don't really watch many Islander games, but when I do, they are my favorite NHL team. Used to be the Rangers, but not anymore. But now... My favorite NBA teams, my favorite MLB teams, my favorite college football teams, all that. Number four, my favorite NBA team would be the Knicks, and they're my fourth favorite team. The Knicks, I mean, they're never good. I've never really got to see the Knicks good since I've been a fan of them. So uh, hopefully they can be good, so maybe that's why I don't care for them as much as I do the Giants and Michigan and all those teams. But I hope the Knicks can get better in the coming years. But mistakes in the draft, I think that's what making them so bad of a team all these past years. But Knicks are my fourth favorite team. Number three. The Giants. The Giants, same thing. They haven't really been good. The one year I saw them being good was the wild card when they made the wild card against the Packers. I thought they were going to be Super Bowl contenders the next season. They obviously weren't. But the Giants are my definitely favorite. My NFL team. I love the Giants. Daniel Jones, I think he has a bright future. The Giants are definitely my third favorite team. Number two, the Mets. Yeah, the Mets are my favorite MLB team by far. It's rough being a Mets fan. Definitely is rough being a Mets fan. Every ups, every high, every low. Yohannes Cespedes, obviously, he basically quit the Mets in the middle of the season, which was terrible. He opted out. The Mets, they were below expectations this year. I thought they could maybe make a run at the World Series. Definitely make a run at the playoffs. I thought they could 100% make the playoffs. They obviously didn't. So the Mets, they're my second favorite team because definitely my favorite MLB team. I love the Mets so much, but I just need to get them to get good. Now, my favorite team. This is kind of easy to guess. I've said I love them a lot. Michigan, any sport. Michigan football and Michigan basketball, Michigan baseball, whatever it is. By far, my favorite sport. I mean, every play, I'll get nervous. I'll, I won't miss a snap in college football. It's just a different kind of feeling. When I watch the Giants, I'll root for them, obviously, but I'll miss a snap or something. Maybe I'll miss a quarter. Michigan football, Michigan basketball, I won't miss anything. My two favorite teams, I mean, Michigan basketball, Michigan football, Michigan in general is my favorite team of all time. But that's about it for my favorite five teams. Leave your favorite five teams in the comment section. Sort of around the bases. The Dodgers won the World Series. And, I mean, it was just a great World Series to watch. Corey Seager, what a series he had. Jock Pearson, what a series he had. So, I mean, the Dodgers are 2020 World Series champions. That's basically the only news in the MLB this week. But the Rays... What team they are, they'll definitely be back next year. The year after that, Kevin Cash is an amazing manager. Randy Arizona, he's a great player. He could win MVP next season. I don't know. Randy Arizona, what a postseason he had. I think it was most hits of all time in a postseason. That's absolutely an insane stat for a rookie. So, Randy Arizona, what a series he had. But congratulations to the Los Angeles Dodgers winning their first World Series in over 10 years. Now, 
the best for last, the last segment of the day, question of the day. Who's the best team in the NFL? Is it the Packers? Is it the Chiefs? Is it the undefeated Steelers? Is it the Ravens? Even throw the Cardinals in there. I put the Cardinals at number four on my list last week. I like the Cardinals team a lot, but right now I think the Buccaneers are the best team in the NFL. I mean, they won't have the greatest record in the regular season, but they'll win the Super Bowl when it's all said and done. They are my Super Bowl prediction as of now. Tom Brady looking as poised as ever. Maybe even this could be one of his best seasons ever. Five touchdowns last Sunday against the Raiders. What a game that was. So, I mean, I think the Buccaneers are definitely the best team in the NFL. Believe the best team. Who do you think is the best team in the NFL? That's the question today. Leave that in the comment section. That's about for Squared Sports with Lane Frank, episode number eight. It was a great episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Follow Squared Sports on Instagram, at Squared Sports. Follow uh, Squared Sports on Twitter, at Squared Sports. Follow DB Podcast, the best podcast group in all of podcasting, at DB Podcast on Instagram. We'll see you back here next week for the best sports content in the whole world.